welcome to the Become a Guitarist Australia podcast. Now today I'm joined with some very special guests. So I thought we'll go around the room and introduce yourselves. Hello there. My name is Phoenix Venerbaden and I'm happy to be here because today I can share some experiences with my friends, which I shared a very special project with. <laughs> Hey, I'm, uh, I'm Arno. Um, I'm a producer and uh, I'm very happy to be here as well. I've been uh, producing, uh, very grateful to have been producing the, uh, the first uh, Roach and Viden album, Intent of the Mission. And uh, yes, I'm happy to be here to talk about the process with these two amazing musicians and uh, amazing human beings as well, actually. I think this, the, the way how the whole process has evolved uh, so organically um, and how it, it, it came out into, um, especially the visions that you guys had in mind. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so thrilled and happy to have been a part of it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, and fast also. It all yeah. went so fluid, right? It, if I'm not mistaken, I think it took around two or three months for it all to, to be finished. <laughs> I mean, I think the good thing was is we did have that little bit of a, you know, a time schedule, which I think we pretty much kept up probably even anything a bit, little bit earlier. So that was great as well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I mean, having a, having a schedule, I think always was always thing, uh, helped to, you know, like have a deadline to meet to. So it helps to get to the process. But I think what also helped um, as far as I'm concerned is that the vision of, of, of the like sound wise, you know, production was very clear from the beginning, you know, the, the way the songs were going. And since we all shared, you know, like the same vision for how does this, the songs should sound like, you know, and what should be the, the, um, the production vision for it. I think it helped massively that we were all, you know, like really into it. We had the same ideas. Um, working with like-minded people helped to um, to achieve the, um, you know, uh, expected results and within that time frame as well. So what I thought we might do, if it's okay with you guys, if we go through the track by track, we'll go through the album, talk a bit about the songs. Oh yeah, sure, let's, let's do, do it. it. All right. <laughs> so, so track number one is All Ain't Enough. With our guest artist Jennifer Batten on guitar and Dylan Reynolds on vocals. So actually, Phoenix, we might start with you because you've come up with a riff first and um, got the idea. So do you want to yeah, talk about a bit about this song? Oh, yes. Um, I've been listening to that odd and fun type of type of sound since, since I started playing. And it's the type of song that I always wanted to write, you know, that Jason Becker type of thing like drop it in the buckets and a little and enough with David Leroth, you know, something that it's technical but fun at the same time because our project, it's all, all about the fun right from the 80s. And Adam came up with some great melodic lines, the bass, <laughs> the synths, and <laughs> we also have 
an excellent ad there, which is Dylan with the vocals. And I even talked with Adam about it. He sounds just like those late 80s lead singers from Los Angeles, right? From bands like Sleep Toxic. Sometimes it reminds me a little bit of Rat as well. And of course, we have Jennifer Baton. <laughs> I'm still pinching myself to have her <laughs> on the on the album because also when I wrote that riff, I had in mind some of the songs of her first album, that odd fun type of thing, like in Nothing Like a Fast Car, and those great songs from her first album. So <laughs> it's all a gift for me. <laughs> yeah, and she did an amazing job too with the, the solo. Oh, yeah. And the little, oh, yes. little parts throughout the song. Yes, and I love the effects that she added throughout mm. the song, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Arnold, Arnold did an amazing job mixing it and mastering it. So, <laughs> yeah, so right in the drums, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and the drums come out perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a great teamwork. Yeah, so as far as the production on this song, uh, how is this one for you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this this one was definitely very, uh, it was quite straightforward, really, even though, yeah, as you mentioned, um, you know, I've included basically all the effects Jennifer, that Jennifer recorded, which I think really added that that specific, you know, um, yeah, 80s production type of sound, you know, to, to the song. Um, but yes, it's a great song, you know, it's, it's very, it's very punchy, very, you know, like, give the tone for the record, you know, straight up. And um I think it has um, so many great things going for it. You know, like the, the guitar riffs right away are great. Um, yes, Jennifer has done an incredible job with the solos, but Phoenix as well, you know, your solo was amazing mm. on that song too. And it's great to have you both, you know, one solo after the other. I thought that was really cool. Um, and so, um, yes, for that, for that song, I production wise, I. I kept it really to the to the vision of you know like adding all this, uh, for example to um, to the vocals you know in the chorus having this kind of reverse reverb you know like to to introduce the vocals in that part like all those kinds of production tricks in order to kind of really bring forward you know like that that type of um, you know eighties uh, extravaganza let's say oh, and yes. uh, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was tons of fun. This song, uh, I really like uh, how, especially like how the keyboards. I think it was organ that you play when um, when Jennifer yeah. is soloing in the, right. of the song. You know, like that 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 particular part. Uh, you're trying to bring like the the organ. Um, you know, create that atmosphere around that particular solo that that, that she was playing. Um, so. Yes, basically a great song, great fun, really a great fun, you know, uh, doing that. So it was, uh, it was great. Yeah, and like you're talking about it with that solo, like Phoenix, the way you did yours, and then it, it really did break down. So it's more like a, like a bluesy rock type feel for Jennifer's solo with that organ over the top, which is really cool. Absolutely. Oh yes, yeah, so, uh, that little uh, shuffle type of vibe, right? That I think we. Adam actually shared some ideas with me after the, the first draft of, of the song. You know, 
I took some inspiration from it from that Van Halen song, Beautiful Girls. Ah. The, when the, the song like really starts with David Lee Roth singing, you know, Eddie rolls down the volume and <laughs> adds that little shuffle vibe. And <laughs> I thought it could be like a good idea, some something different. <laughs> that's really right cool. Now. Yeah, that's it's good to learn these things. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's great. Like, yeah, I'm very happy with like, the one coming out. And like you're saying, I it's a, it's a great opener for the album. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And as Phoenix mentioned, she it has it, it does have that that um, you know Van Halen, David Lee Roth feel to it. Uh, you know, uh, with with Jason Baker, yeah, that that those those that type of feel. So I think the listeners um, who enjoy this kind of um, of music and those albums, you know, will really enjoy that particular song. Absolutely. All right, so let's go to track number two, so which is uh, Tell Me. I'll just, I'll first discuss about this song. So basically this song was written back in uh, 1991 with my band called Eclipse. It was probably one of the songs towards the end of the band's career type thing. We never actually recorded it. It was, uh, it was only done, played live. So it was really good to actually finally record this song and change around a lot, you know, just having Lisa's vocals just for the pre-chorus and chorus and adding in that little uh, part before the second chorus, I think it is. And, of course, your solo as well, Phoenix. You know, when I posted the song on social media, I had a lot of comments and messages from people saying, oh, that song sounds just like those songs from the late 80s. You know, and I was like, yes, because it came from it, you know. Yep. <laughs> Such a, an amazing song and it's so catchy, you know. Um, it's the, the type of song that when I come home from work that I crank up here and I would listen to it daily, almost like religiously when I was practicing so I um, feel so fortunate to have played a solo to be, be part of a song like that yeah. because it came from an era that it's, it's very special for me. I love your arrangements for it. all falls in, into place perfectly. Lisa <laughs> has the perfect vocals for it, so I couldn't be happier with that song. You know, it's so catchy, it's so fun. It's her daughter as well singing the, the backup vocals. So awesome, Ruby, right? yeah, she's yes. another amazing vocal. An <laughs> yeah. Like daughter, actually, like daughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's actually got two daughters. There's Gabby as well. She's got an amazing voice. And Ruby. So the, the three of them together, which is incredible. And so basically the, the middle part that I was talking about before, that was actually written around the drum track. I remember getting your your drum the music for it and all that now. Pretty much writing that part into your drums, like, you know. Yeah. All of that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great that you've been inspired. You know, through uh, for the whole album with with the drum tracks that uh, that you got, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm super happy that you know it it kind of almost was you know like the backbone of the record. I think that that's amazing. Uh, and this is an amazing song as well. Like that was the this is the second song of the album, and it's the second song that I got to produce uh, as well. Yeah, as you both said, it's it's very catchy. I think that uh, 
it really is reminiscent from the time period and it, it's a great single i think as well you know like it's it's got those very nice lines it's the way the structure of the song is is, is written you know you did a great job with that i think that um it, it's easy to listen to yet because of that bridge that middle part that you know you you mentioned being creating on the drums yep. uh with phoenix amazing solo it, it adds that um yeah like almost like a progressive element to it you know you get a very catchy quite straightforward uh you know song with great chorus uh and then you've got that 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 guitar solo in the middle uh which adds that that um that new dimension you know to the song and and so i i, I did a, put quite a lot of focus on that particular aspect um when i produced the track uh in order to really make that particular part shine and yeah for the rest as far as i'm concerned it was um it was a lot about the vocals on that on on that song you know uh making sure the vocals are really you know really powerful really out there ahead you know um in the mix to to in, you know put emphasis on on that sort of like catchy you know um single element of the song yeah, yeah. such a radio friendly song you know <laughs> i think if you was a few years back we could have like some radio rotation with that song <laughs> absolutely so actually just going back to the drum tracks like you were talking about before i think there's only two songs on this album where i actually had riffs which was tell me and stand tall which we'll talk about later but besides that all the riffs that i wrote and i'm sure you as well phoenix um were written pretty much yeah around the drum tracks yes I will let like the drum track roll and we'll create something along with it. You know, it's a great source of inspiration. <laughs> I'm thankful that Heath has helped to contribute to this album. That's like really amazing. So let's go to track number three, Searching for the Light. has uh, Brett Garsed and Jack Thummer on guitar and then we have Matt Bradshaw on vocals and I think yeah we've got Phoenix um I know we didn't have a lot to do with this song but at least we've got those little parts in there <laughs> oh yes yes I had some little leads yeah. <laughs> but such a fun song to play with and another great catchy track also I love the chorus love it it's something that i can sing along actually sometimes i listen to your album back to back you know yeah. when i have free time from work and sit down and listen to it and i like to sing along <laughs> that chorus you know because it's so fun <laughs> yeah yeah well matt did a really good job because with this song i just gave it to matt i didn't have most of the other songs i had ideas for the vocals uh but this one i didn't i just said to matt just go for it and just come up with whatever you do. And that's what he came up with. So, yeah, it's really good. Oh, yeah. It's super catchy and very 80s as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and the production on this song, I must say, is really good. Like, uh, I think it really helped from the start where you said, Arnold, about um, doing the double tracks for the guitars. I mean, I think this song really, that's where it stands out as well. Absolutely. I agree. And uh, this this one is actually one of my favorite 
Yes, it, it has that catchy chorus as Phoenix mentioned, and and for sure the, the the double guitars give give that wide, you know, in general. What the way the reason why we do that when we you know when we produce rock or metal songs is that we double even sometimes on the quad track the the rhythm guitars, you know, in in order in the mix to to sort of like create that wide and powerful effect. And for sure in this song it plays a pretty um, a pretty big role. And for me, yes, it, it is one of my favorite. I think Brett did an insane <laughs> you know, job on this one. His solos are just out of this world. He's such an incredible guitar player. And I think it, you know, it takes this, this track to, to, to a whole different level, you know. And so I, I, I was very, very happy to, um, to have been able, you know, to uh, mix, you know, his, uh, his playing and, you know, making it fit, you know, with the rest of the song. Great yeah. song. Yeah. And it's funny because he actually recorded yeah, the two. Like he did the one, the first one, and then Jack did the second. And then um because I, I didn't ask him about the last one. He goes, I oh, just did the last one. If you want to keep it, keep it in. So it was so good, we had to keep it in. <laughs> so originally I thought, yeah, one of us or Phoenix and I can do a solo at the end, but having Brett say it was like can't say no. No, no, <laughs> let, him, let him there, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a um a edgier version of Alan Holdsworth, in my opinion. <laughs> He's really yeah. hard rock with a type of sound. No, I love it. We'll go to track number four, which is Road to Triumph. <laughs> which is probably one of the last songs we did for the album. I call it more like the it's like a, a blues jam in G with uh, James Ryan on guitar. This song actually um, came to my mind. Um, I was listening to the, the track and at that time, I was actually listening to a lot of ZZ Top, you know. So I tried to to create something with that sort, sort of a hard rock type of shuffle, you know. and again came that idea from Van Halen from Beautiful Girls to, to use a shuffle with a little bit more of this distortion. So <laughs> I experimented with a few things and created like the body <laughs> of the, the track. And it's fun because it was actually my first time playing with this with the slides. So <laughs> it was a learning experience for me. <laughs> no, come here, great. These are really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think that's what inspired me for that, the part when the guitar comes in. I did like a little slide as well there. Plus the, um, I mean, the intro little part, that was done, I'd say, a day just before I sent it to Arnold. I thought, oh, just try this out. And pretty much with that part, I just recorded a few different ideas and just gave to Arnold and said, just go for it. And that's what you come up with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh, this is also another great example um, of a fun song to me. You know, like it's got it's got that you know high intensity energy and you know yeah the blues rock feel and um, you know with the bottleneck and the slides and all and yeah it's just a very fun and song. It got some uh, some great yeah it's just great energy and uh, it fits well with the track. I think that was the Deep Purple style. Try yeah. right that you would use yes. for that one. Yes. 
Um, yeah, and it's just, you know, banging, bat, 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 you know? So uh, basically for the production, just try to capture, you know, that, that high intensity of sort of retranscribe it for the listener, you know? It, it, it feels like, a, it almost feels like, a, you know, with, with, that, with that drum groove, you know, it feels like that, uh, that the locomotive going bat, bat, <laughs> bat, you know, that, that feeling yes. that it keeps going, it keeps going through from the beginning to the end of the song, you know? And so, uh, yeah, that's what I went for. Yeah. Over to track number five, which is The Mission. Featuring Anthony Emery on vocals. Now, I think this one, this is the only one we don't have a guest guitarist, if I'm, if I'm right. Uh, yes, yes, I, yeah. I think so. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's just the two of us doing our thing, yeah, which is yeah, really good. The intro of that song, I, I, I know, added such a touch with the vocals, right? Yeah, yeah. right on the beginning. <laughs> the, the funny thing with that is actually like. I didn't plan on doing that until the last day of the production year. So, <laughs> so what happened is that I was I was going through the mix and you know uh, everything was going great. And then I I remember the last day before I sent it to you guys, it was like uh, I woke up and right away it came in to me says like this needs absolutely to <laughs> the vocals at the beginning. Like yeah. like I mean I, I was already like like this is so obvious to me. All of a sudden it came. It came into my head, so I got in the studio, you know, you know, in the intro of the song, and right away it sounded exactly that I had in my head, and you know, on that same morning, and then said it to you guys, and uh, I'm happy that you liked it as well. Yeah, no, it really adds to the song. It's great. The way you've produced this song, you know, it's really good too, because, I mean, there was a lot of different guitar parts going on, so you really pick and chose, you know, which parts to put in, which was really kind of great. I mean, th this song is a bit like, tell me in terms of its uh, its radio-esque feel, you know, it, it really is like a single. And um, so for sure that putting the song, like the, the vocals, you know, and the, in the uh, intro of the song and then focusing on that uh, was a key part of, yeah, bringing forward that, that you know, radio feel to it and, and that single potential, which I think was important since this, there's already so much uh, guitar in in the whole record, you know, and then having some, you know, one or two, uh, uh, perhaps three songs with um, with Never Gone, but to have an, an emphasis a little bit more with with you know towards the vocals in in order to make it like sort of complete, and and I think we, I believe that we have achieved that with songs like the the mission, indeed. It's probably the the one I get to do a little bass Halloween as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So you had you had uh, you had your fun with that as well. Yeah, right? yeah. that was a lot of yeah. fun. <laughs> and great solo, by the way. It sounded great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> sounded amazing, actually. No, I thought if we ever get to do this one live, I'd, you know, I'd love to play bass on that one. <laughs> one day. My idea was you can play guitar, then you have a roadie that comes to exchange it for the bass during that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <it's> it. <laughs> <Sounds> good. <laughs> yeah, but no, great song. Um, now, that leads us to track number six, which is actually the first song we got uh, produced, which is Never Gone. Yeah. 
uh, Nelly Brosh and Simon Hosford on guitar and G-Man on vocals. It's a very special song. Um, yeah. It was the, the first song right from the, from the, the project and the meaning of it, <laughs> it's special because it's dedicated to, to Edwin Halen, mm. right? It yeah. is in huge influence both for Adam and me. So it's a, a very special song. And I think it's good just having all those different parts in there. Like you know, even the melody is based around more of the tapping. Da, 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 da. And then, you know, your solos, the, the intro part, all with the um, tapping as well. So it's got that the whole Eddie Van Halen influence all over it. <laughs> and then Simon Hosford, you know, the, the, the Eddie Van Halen of Australia, I guess, <laughs> to have him on guitar doing that annually, just amazing. The leads on the song are incredible. You know, I keep listening to them and I'm blown away by how talented he is, you know. He's, he's an amazing guitar player. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> he oh, played it all cool. with a Frankie, so <laughs> he was right at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, now there's a funny story about this guitar um, on this song because Simon actually got this, the guitar he used for this song, the, the 5150 uh, Frankenstein replica, got built from America, and he got it just before he recorded this song and it was around about the, the anniversary of Eddie Van Halen's passing, which was October 6th last year. And when he got the guitar through the freight, it actually had a split on the head. He opened it up and it was actually cracked on the, the head of the guitar. He found out later that that crack is exactly the same spot that Eddie Van Halen had a crack on that same guitar all those years ago. That's insane. That's Isn't that? <laughs> They're just crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. It is. And then the whole song, you know, it's like he, he said, we're going to record this song. This is for him. <laughs> so I guess he didn't return the guitar then. <laughs> no, no, you got it fixed straight away. And that was, um, you, know, you can still see the crack, but he said that's, it's a, the way he wanted it. So it's really cool. And again, his, um, I mean, sorry, your production on this one, again, the, the first song, we got to hear from you what you've done and, I'll say, yeah, we're both just we're blown away. Yeah, I did. Well, I'm really happy about it. And uh, you guys like it. Indeed, that was the first song. And uh, when you're making a, a record, it always takes, you know, one song at least to get into the groove of how, you know, uh, the process works with, you know, receiving the tracks, producing the tracks, you know, how, what kind of, um, you know, we remember, I remember we talked a lot about, you know, the, the, the settings and, you know, how, how we were recording the guitars or especially the rhythm guitars. What's great about this one, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a longer uh, tune as well, and it, it, it's a ballad, so it has, that, uh, it has that more like slow element, you know, while the rest of the songs are quite high energy, so it, it kind of brings variation to the album, especially towards the middle of it. But I've enjoyed it. I think that the, the vocals on, 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 these songs are, on this song are great, yeah, great, great vocals. And yes, the, all, all the guitar solos from you, Phoenix, from Neely, and from Simon, too, that end solo is great, really, really great solo. And uh, I think with the, with the, yeah, with the theme, you know, of the song being dedicated to, uh, to Van Halen, to Eddie Van Halen, I think that the whole package was great, you know, and uh, 
I brought, there was a lot of uh, keyboards, you know, that are brought in in the mix in order to create that sort of atmosphere because it has, it has a specific vibe, almost like a yeah. different vibe from the rest of the record, you know. I think it turned out great, um, you know, like the, with that intro, as you mentioned, with the, with the tapping and the keyboard, it, it creates that very atmospheric, you know, um, brings the listener in, you know, in a different way, I think, than the rest of the songs because of that. That was a lot of fun in, 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 in a different way, but a great, great track, great track, great job on this one, yeah. Yeah, and like you're saying, G-Man, his vocals just are amazing on this track. <laughs> amazing lead singer. Track number seven, uh, Windows of Time. guest uh, Dakota Amaka and Jimmy Couples or James Couples on vocals. Actually, this song, um, it's super cool because the title came out of, of nowhere as well. We were, we were joking because of our time lag between Brazil and Australia and Adam say, oh, we have such a windows of time. So <laughs> it became the, the song title. It's, it's super cool. And Again, I when I wrote that riff, I was thinking of Jason Becker. He has a song called, it's unreleased actually, called Becker Ola. And it has that vibe that with open strings that I've always thought that catches the listener. So I took some inspiration from it <laughs> to create the vibe of the song. Then Adam came in. Amazing ideas. I love it having Dakota's lead on it as well because he's an incredible guitar player. I love his style, like because G is super virtuoso, right? So I'm so happy with that song and super catchy the chorus again. So it's a 10 to 10 for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, James Couples just got it. He's another one with an incredible voice. Uh, I mean, now I'm saying that about everyone, but they really do. <laughs> Everyone on this album has just been great vocally and guitar-wise as well. But You got like real 80s vocals for the album, you know, you find the, the perfect people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And so how about the production for this one? Yeah, I mean, to me, this one was uh, after the slow, the most slow, you know, ballads. Uh, this goes back to almost like um all ain't enough in that respect you know the way the mm. intro is and and you know the the, the feel of, of of the song yep. so i went for the same the same approach as uh, as for all ain't enough on this one you know very uh sharp guitars and um, as phoenix mentioned like yeah that sort of like you know david lee roth type of sound you know uh, sharp guitars bringing the you know very uh cool solos up and, you know, cool vocals. It's a, it's a very good rock song. And so I, that's what I went for in terms of production, you know, to bring yeah. that energy to the listener. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like you're saying, you have Dakota's solo. He's um, another amazing player. So it's good to have him on there. Oh, yes, yep. for sure, for sure. Now, track number eight. This is a funny story of this one. No Room for Mistakes.
this song has actually done a, a whole makeover. So we had the song originally, I had this little whammy type effect, which sounded pretty cool at the time. But then the more we got through the album, listening to the other songs, I thought it just didn't really sit. Like it wasn't really matching up with the rest of the album. You know, that's why I messaged Phoenix and said, oh, listen, I've got this other riff, let's try this. And it just fit, just come together like that. And then with um, uh, Michael, Michael A. Rulis on guitar, he had that solo, the shredding oh, solo. Yeah. <laughs> and David Jones on vocals. He's probably the only guest on the album to actually come to my house to record. Everyone else is via, you know, sending files here and there. <laughs> but uh, David, he come in, I already had the idea for the vocal melody, but I think he was in and out of here by 15 minutes. He just, second take, he got it straight away. I was just like, wow, it was amazing. <laughs> I was just blown away the way he just sung it like straight away. In the last chorus, he added like his little parts into it as well. For me, at least, um, reminds me a lot of bands like Lynch Mob, you know, especially like the vocal. It's so cool. It's that um, like that end of the era, like 91 type type of sound, but they closed that era with a bang because the songs were, were super fun and I feel that energy with that song, but, you know, so cool. I'm so glad that <laughs> um, some changes were made and yeah. the, the song stayed on the album, you know? <laughs> yeah. And even uh, the little ideas, I remember there was one just after the, the solos going back into the chorus. Um, I had that little idea which I couldn't play. It was in my head that I think I just sent you a little video just going, da -da 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 and then you did your thing. And oh. like, wow, that's it. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, I couldn't play like that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's kind of, of like that run that Vinnie Moore did on the Pepsi commercial, right? On 1986. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super cool run. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so going from that and then again to your your production on this song just really made the song. Yeah, I know. I mean, for, for this one is uh, is also like, you know, a great rock song, you know. And it's funny because when I shared the um, some posts on social media about, about it, I had a few comments and, you know, um, some people mentioned the vocals being, you know, somehow similar to Miles Kennedy. And uh, <laughs> so that was, I think that was, that was a pretty cool. Um, you know, compliment to to the vocalist that did a great job, and uh, especially if he came in and you know within 15 minutes, that that's what you yeah. want in the studio. Absolutely, that's the kind of singer you are. Exactly. Uh, that's per that's perfect. So uh, yeah, um, I mean for this one, like straight up, you know, sharp guitars. Um, didn't have again have that much to do with the vocals, you know, like bringing you know uh, sitting nicely in the center in the mix, you know, bring them some power. And uh, yeah, it came out great. A um, lot of fun as well. I think that was, that was it the last song that we did. It is, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually the last solo I recorded for the album. And in general, it, seem, it seems to me that, you know, um, yeah, the, the whole production took about, I think it took about five weeks, I think. Yeah. And uh, I, everything was went very smooth, you know, like I, I can honestly say that there was not a song that really gave me 
any difficulties or anything like that. You know, and the, the the whole process, you know, was was really smooth, and and, and that song was uh, yes, like the others in that uh, respect. No, that's good. Uh, and and David's actually an amazing guitarist as well. He's incredible. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. So, exactly. Yeah, he plays guitar and sings in a few local bands around Australia, and yeah, it's amazing. And that's yeah, something yeah. great, also, and it's, it's so unique about that album is that you've got all these different guitar players, and it, it adds such a a, um, a different layer layer uh, to, let's say, if you just have you know the same players. It's a little bit more challenging, you know, for the <laughs> producer because you you you've got to make it sound somehow. Um, as a homogeneous, you know, um, an entity um, yeah. for for the listener to, especially if you want to listen it from you know beginning to end. Yeah. But in general, I um, I love it. I, I think it brings so much um, dynamic and unexpected, you know, um, parts. And and I think it came out really really cool. And it, it's it's uh, it's very exciting to listen. I think, you know, yeah. to have all these different guests and not only guitar players, but singers as well. It, 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 it creates a very, um, a, yeah, a different experience for an album. Track number nine. In Chopin. If I, if I, in here in France, if, if, I, if I would have said very in the French way, I would say Chopin. second instrumental with um, Daniel Nastico, amazing classical guitarist, and Wayne Caulfield from the UK. So this this song has really gone worldwide. You know, it's uh, got people from all over the place. Um, the idea with this one, so after hearing Dan Daniel's version, and so he had the music for that one. And basically what I did, I got the music and just had a, a visual of the notes, not really the melody, but just a, more of a visual, I guess. And then I just come up with little ideas for like the key change where it goes to the E towards the end and then throughout the song. And yeah, then that's how it comes about. I grew up as a shrapnel fan. You know, I love those shredders, those neoclassical shredders from the from the 80s. From the, from the start with the intro of this song, it reminds me of the early Vinnie Moore albums. And he's a very special player for me, you know, he's one of my influences. So I couldn't be more grateful to have recorded a solo <laughs> on this song, you know. I feel like actually uh, this whole album, it's like an ode to everything I grew up lis listening to. This song, like, it's the neoclassical part. <laughs> Classical guitar, it, it, is, it is quite something else. Like, it's especially if you... If you want to really play classical music the way it's supposed to, it, it really is, or flamenco, which I love both as well. But it is very, it is a specific thing. It's like, it's, it has so, like the, the, the finger picking and, and, and all of those things, it, it's so different to play than an electric guitar, I agree. Yes, yes. It's a different vibe and, and it, it's something that you have to focus all your life on it, you know. Yeah, you, you have to dedicate yourself just as much as electric. It's a different concept, it right? It feels of, like a different instrument. Like, 
Yes. Yeah, I mean, I've said that a few times on the podcast. We've had you know, other classical guitarists on, and like you said, it is. It's like studying your, your rock guitar and your classical guitar. It's totally different. I mean, yeah, the notes are the same, but the techniques and everything, you can't just pick it up like that and do it. You need to really study it. The production on this song, what you've done, you just made this song huge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love I love this song. I I uh, I'm a big fan of of uh, you know like the '80s neoclassical players like Pete Moore, Yves Malmsteen, and Jason Baker, you know, and all a big influence on me uh, as a guitarist as well. This song, yes, with that great you know classical intro, personally is also one of my favorites. I I really love it. It's uh, for that one production-wise, I went with a very very powerful sounding, you know, uh, try to really like take the neoclassical, you know, rock and metal of that period and, and sort of update it to today, you know, and uh, make it sound very powerful, especially the contrast from, let's say like the intro, you know, the, the, the classical intro. And then when the electric, you know, comes in and it, yeah. it creates that power effect. So great song, great. Uh, the way you've arranged it is amazing and uh for sure for all the guitar fans uh, you know um they're gonna really enjoy it that's a really cool one to have so yeah. it was a great great song yeah wayne wayne's solo in that too i love his solo i mean all the solos in your phoenix but wayne's oh yes <laughs> out of this world actually yeah. <laughs> it's impossible to duplicate <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> But, uh, I mean, he was a perfect player for this song, too, I'd say. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right, two to go. So we're up to track number 10, another very special song. I mean, they're all special songs, but um, Stand Tall. <laughs> one's featuring my daughter on vocals ebony and robin ferguson on guitar who from south africa who we've collaborated with a lot over the years um now this is the other song here which i did have the riff back a long time ago one of the probably one of the first eclipse songs that we had but this has changed completely from back then i mean it's, it's only really like that's it the rest is all all different <laughs> A very special song, but I'm sure, yeah, Phoenix, you've got the, the ideas with this one as well. Oh, yes. Yes, you know, as as I said, the riff catches us right away, <laughs> right at the beginning. I love Ebony's vocals because she's an amazing singer, and it was great to work with her. And the way she sang it, it was so true to her, the message of the song. And... It's special for me as well. So it's a song that I keep keep repeating, you know, because um, it goes right, um, like like we say here in Brazil, it presses the right buttons for yeah. me. <laughs> and of course, Robin. Robin is an amazing guitar player with a great tone, and I couldn't be happier with the re results of this song, you know? I mean, it's always on the videos, your two solos are together, <laughs> but it, they work really well. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. You know, I love to 
share these souls with her. We've been having this experience with our collabs as well. And it's, <laughs> it's so cool. Because <laughs> feel like we complement each other. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so it's, so with the vocal, I mean, sorry, the, the lyrics for this song, I know because Ebony, I guess that's why she really got into this song because, you know, staying tall, like really standing for what you believe in. And because at the time, you know, she was getting pressured about the uh, getting vaccinated, not getting vaccinated and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, it was going driving her nuts. <laughs> so the lyrics really drove, drove hard. Like I was saying, pushed all the right buttons. <laughs> I mean, originally we had the, the vocal intro, but then we changed it to be that guitar intro, which I think it, the way you did it, it'll come out fantastic. The riff, the main riff that you talked about, I think that's a very catchy riff. But having that, that like uh, you know, all those like that guitar intro with the harmonies, you know, it, it really, it really brings that. Um, like we've talked about uh, with you guys, it brings that Thin Lizzy kind of 70s mm. vibe, you know, like that's a bit of a different vibe again for the record. And uh, I think it's uh, yes, it um, gives a different dynamic to it. Yes, I, I think that uh, this song is, uh, as, you, as you said, you know, like the, the message and, and the vocals I played, I had, you know, a lot of work. Um, I wanted to the vocals because I wanted to emphasize the message I felt, you know, and we talked about it. But you told yeah. me that, you know, the message here um, was key and, and important and um, you, you can feel that. And so I, I you also uh, sing backing vocals uh, yeah. at that on this song. And um, so they were, had a lot of vocal uh, tracks to play with. And so the way I went, you know, in the mix and the way I panned the vocals and yeah, trying to um, to bring forward the message, you know, uh, yeah, which was, which I think was great, you know, for, for freedom and whatever. It, and um, I think that was, a, that's one of the songs you can feel has uh, the, the strength, it's a lot in the message, perhaps, you know, the most special one, you will tell me if that's the case, but that's, that's what I felt. That well, that was in, into the message was you know uh, quite engaging in that regard. So that's what I try to you know um, bring forward in the mix. Yeah, oh for sure. I mean, definitely like saying that yeah, the message in this one probably the the lyrics that really come to heart with me was probably this one and never gone, which is you know pretty much all about saying about Eddie Van Halen's playing. It's never gone. It's always with us. It's in our hearts, in our soul. And then this one about standing tall, believing your message. So, yeah, it was really good. And actually, this is probably the first time I've wrote lyrics for an album as well. All right, now, the last song features a very special guest. So the oh, song's yes. called The Priest, Global Explosion. <laughs> Features you, so this is all about you. This song, <laughs> your riff, yeah, um, your solos. Yes, the heaviest yeah. song on the album as well. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be, of course, with me involved in writing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So originally, when uh, when you and I Adam talked about you know um, making this happen. We actually talked about doing a song, you know, first as a guitar player. I think it was even before when we talked about doing the production, am I right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, we did. Yeah. I was thrilled um, and uh, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm first and foremost a guitar player. You know, I, I'm mostly known for, you know, the production 
uh, productions that I do and, and my drum tracks, but you know, I am first and foremost a guitar player. When you uh, you know offered me to uh, to guest as a guitar player, I was I was super happy and excited about it. And so for this song, uh, I didn't listen. I, I don't think I've listened to. I had listened to all the songs before I wrote it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind of had an idea that you know we could have a song that would be slightly heavier than the rest, still sort of like fitting within you know the mold and yeah. the, the concept, but uh, to bring sort of an uh, hard age, you know, into it. And I, I think it worked great. I, I, I had a lot of fun writing and, and, and recording it. And uh, um, Phoenix did a great um, job with the, with the solo. And you, Adam, had it some very cool parts, you know, as well. So yes, this, this was a blast for sure. Uh, and uh, I think a great ending to the, to the, to the album experience and instrumental, powerful. You know, with that big explosion that was your idea in the end and um, great symbol, uh, you know, of, of uh, how this album uh, was made and, and, and produced. So, uh, yes, yes I, that was uh, was thrilled, thrilled. Uh, I was really exciting, uh, excited in the studio to work on that one. Yeah, no, thank you for doing what you did. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. And that, that pretty much wraps up the album. So overall, to, um, like I was saying at the start, I just... So happy with the way it came out and so glad that you produced it, mixed and mastered it. Um, and Phoenix, all your your solo, all your solos are great <laughs> and songwriting. So it's just, just a perfect album for me. It's, I love it. For me too. For yeah. me too. From the friendship and the positive vibe, you know, I'm great to have worked with such amazing humans as you guys, you know, and it's the type of album that I've, always wanted to play with it's the, the type of, of project that it was my teenage dream you know to be involved with so it's a gift for me <laughs> yeah same here you know I, I i'm so happy to have been able to um to produce the the album and, and to contribute to it uh, you know it, especially in the, in the in the current times you know to bring like it's so to have so much fun, you know, the project and to sort of like be all of all over the world, right? Like, cause we really had guests from everywhere. And uh, I think that was- a explosion. Uh, yes, absolutely. And uh, I think, uh, cause that's, that's what I remember. That's one of what you guys um, talked to me first when we started uh, and is, you know, to bring you know, fun and, and, and positivity, you know, uh, in, in the world with the, with the rock power. And I think that basically got really achieved. You know, uh, the album, it sounds powerful. It sounds fun. It sounds, I think, also quite different because of the amount of you know, different guests and, and, and the players that are there. And it's a very complete record. It's quite unique, I think, as well. So uh, I was just super thrilled and and, uh, and, and excited for everybody to listen to it. Yeah, I think that was the thing like we pretty much said from the start, like we did want it to be unique and have that difference where it's not just an instrumental album. You know, you do have your vocals in there, but not through the whole song. It's just those pre-choruses, choruses, sometimes just choruses, but just having that there, plus all the guest solo artists, guitar players, it just makes the album yeah, really, really easy to listen to as well. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Yes, it's, it's, it's like for everybody can find something that, you know, to like there's a hook for everybody, you know, like if you're a guitar player, obviously yeah. you're, you're going to like the album because there's so much talent in there and so, so many great guitar works. But, it, but at the same time, you, you don't have to be a guitar player to like it. There, you know, as you said, there's many uh, choruses that are very catchy and, and, and that makes it easy to listen to at the same time, which is, which is always quite a challenge when you're making, a, let's say, a guitar-oriented album to make it like um, wide enough you know, for a wide audience to be able to like it. I, I think that uh, that was also achieved. But I just want to say, yeah, thank you both once again for, for doing this and being part of the album. Thank you for the opportunity, Adam. It was a, it was a big pleasure for me and uh, to collaborate with you and, and Phoenix and uh, all the other great musicians and, uh, you know, just totally thrilled. So thank you for the opportunity. No problem. Thank you. I'm very grateful to be part of this project. You know, something that I'll keep with me forever. Yeah, oh, for sure. Until next album. <laughs> Oh, Let's yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're nearly there. All the drum tracks are written, so it's a starter. Oh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you again. So we're going to finish and have a listen to the last track of the album, The Priest. Hope everyone enjoys it. Thank you again, guys. Well, cheers. Thank you. Thank you.